Where will Utah be playing their 2023 bowl game? A Utah linebacker enters the transfer portal while another Utah linebacker decides to come back for another year. And is Rice Eccles Stadium going to be expanding? All that and more on a loaded Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the comments, and can't thank you enough for those of you who continue to subscribe. Saw a couple of, or actually just uh, one person in particular posted that uh, we were their number one listen on their Spotify wrapped, uh, which greatly appreciate that honor and uh, and distinction as well. It's kind of crazy. Like you see everyone post their Spotify's wrapped. So looking at and seeing that I was, I, our show was number one on what was, uh, well, it was truly crazy. So shout out to Jackson Garner for having us number one on Spotify rap and uh, just appreciate all of you take the time to listen in general once again like and subscribe as you do my name is JD Wister so former intern inside the University of Utah athletic department and on today's show got to talk about some bowl game options linebacker transfer portal stuff and closing with a little bit on Rice Eccles Stadium because Utah is it's based on everything I've seen was like they earned the right to host the 2034 Olympics. It's like 90% sure going to happen. I think it's just a formality, but it's basically a done deal. So that could lead to an expansion for rice. We'll talk about that at the end, but starting out, want to talk about with the potential bowl games. We could see Utah in. and it's a weird position for Utah because if you look back the last couple of years, Utah has been in the Pac-12 championship game. Of, well, I guess the last two years, Pac-12 championship game won that and then earned the right to go to the Rose Bowl. Before that, weird COVID season, no bowl. And even before that, you know, Utah was in the Pac-12 championship game a few times. So, you know, you're going to get in high quality bowl like they did in 2019 when they went to the Alamo Bowl. Not a fun bowl for Utah as they got waxed by Texas in that one, but still a nice honor and distinction because, um, you would do have to be basically the next best Pac-12 team that's not like a New Year's Six Bowl team gets to go to that distinction. So it was a cool honor for Utah to still be able to get there. And don't worry, Utah fans, we're not going to the Alamo Bowl this year. In fact, talking about the bowl projections, how it's going to work for where Utah is going to end up with, let's start at the very top because there's a trickle-down effect. So it goes based on the Pac-12 rankings and standings about which bowl game you get sent to. The winner, based on what the College Football Committee just put out, the winner of Oregon and Washington is going to the pack to the college football playoff. The loser will more than likely play in a new year six game, barring them getting trounced. I think is the only way I could see them really falling out of that range. But so after that, once you get out of that, we're near six bowl. And then also mixing in a packed a team that's going to be in the college football playoff, whichever one wins the championship game. Then you get someone going to the Alamo bowl. So we know the pack 12, championship features Oregon and Washington. Once again, the winner and the loser of that both going to very high bowls with one of them having a shot at the national championship because of making the 14 playoff the other next year. It, this would be a game basically proceeding. I think whichever team won Utah, there would be two pac 12 teams in the college football playoff, which is really cool. But of course, the conference not going to be around next year. Um, moving on from that, Talking about then Arizona would be the next team up because they finished third in the Pac-12 standings and they will go to the Alamo Bowl more than likely. So then you get to the four 
the, excuse me, the three teams that finished in the tie for fourth with Oregon State, USC, and Utah, all five and four in conference play. Oregon State would be the highest ranked one of those teams. Um, of course, they own the head-to-head against Utah, but they played in. So talk about what the likely bowls are for Utah. The most likely ones are the Las Vegas Bowl, the Sun Bowl, and the Holiday Bowl. So Las Vegas Bowl is the the highest distinction one, and that would be the one that Oregon State would like be the one to be favored to play in. But there's a problem. They they played in it last year and they beat the crap out of Florida in that game. So um, you're not going to see Oregon State in there more than likely because these bull committees don't love repeats. They like to change it out, have new teams that come in there. And that's one thing that we're going to see, I think, is you're going to see a new team come in there because, once again, you just kind of – why have the same fan base travel out? That's kind of the whole appeal is, is you get a new fan base in there, and then that's where it leads to you get new people and new support coming down. People don't like the same thing unless it is a bowl, the level of the Rose Bowl, which we saw the support that Utah had for that, although I still think the first Rose Bowl for Utah against Ohio State was better attended in the second one I, I don't know that number off the top of my head but so if that is the case then Oregon State would probably be selected to play in like the Holiday Bowl the the Sun Bowl also an option for Utah but actually I should say the Sun Bowl would actually be where Oregon State will go more than likely and then the Holiday Bowl would be where USC at the moment would more than likely end up with a high with a very low probability of Caleb Williams playing in that I saw he did put out a thing again he's not entirely sure about the NFL but I'd be I think we'd all be shocked if Caleb wasn't in the wasn't in the NFL draft and not playing in that bowl game. But so how this equates for Utah is based on all the projections, they do land in the Las Vegas Bowl based on what I said because of Oregon State not going there, the next best team being Utah, Utah being selected. I think it's also ideal for the bowl committee because of how close, of course, Salt Lake is to to Allegiant Stadium where the Vegas Bowl is played in Las Vegas. And we know that's Rice Eccles South, basically, as it was dubbed last two years with Utah being the Pac-12 champs. I don't think this bowl game would be crazy. I would love, I mean, why don't you guys surprise me? Like, pack the place, make it sold out with Utah fans. But I I think this won't be as attended as the Pac-12 championship game is because there's not as much on the line. But Utah fans always travel very well. I still think this will be a well-attended event for Utah. I'm just not expecting the same turnout as the Pac-12 championship because, understandably, the stakes aren't the same. A bowl game championship versus a Pac-12 championship, not not the same, not the same stakes there. So still something cool and fun that Utah could uh, be able to capture though. But what's interesting though, is if Utah does make the Las Vegas bowl, well, first we'll do the other ones. Potential sun bowl would be the ACC. They could play Clemson in that. That would be really fun. That's a potential team. And even in the holiday bowl, it's another ACC team. That could be Miami. That could be fun having the, the U and then the, also the other U kind of going at it. Um, Fancy and Mario Cristobal again, which Utah fans, how would you do not want to see Mario Cristobal after what happened last time Utah uh, faced off against a couple of his teams and, you know, playing Clemson, always a, just a fun thing of one of the better programs in college football in recent memory. But if you make the Las Vegas bowl for Utah, they're going to play one of Maryland or Northwestern uh, Maryland has Tua's younger brother. And he has set like all of the, I think he set college passing records. And also I know he has all the Maryland records pretty much. And he's done a good job. Maryland's a very good team. You know, they just couldn't beat the best teams. They couldn't beat the Ohio States, the Michigan, although they played Michigan pretty close. So give them credit there. And then Northwestern, what a crazy season it was. They had the controversy at the beginning of the year. And despite only winning one game last year, they went seven and five this season, had the new head coach in there. And he was, I'm blanking on his name now, but he was named the coach of the year for the big 10 because of the impressive job he did kind of leading them through that chaos. And that was just something where I was really impressed by the job that David Braun, excuse me, is his name did with Northwestern because there was a lot of noise and chaos going on there because of the things that, that were, 
that they found in the investigation, then moving on from Pat Fitzgerald. And there's just a lot of noise and chaos with that program. So for them to be able to come together after that and win those games and that's I'm very impressed by what Northwestern was able to do just as the team in that locker room there. I know there's the controversies and everything and the investigation is playing out. That's the reason coach Fitzgerald was the remove. So that being what it is, but for that team to be able to come together and win those games, I think is something that is, it, it does speak to the good job that coach Braun did. And he's very deserving of that award because that is a lot of noise that was around that program and he got them together. So yeah, I, I think it'd be awesome for you. And Northwestern's another team too, where if you think about Northwestern, you think, run the ball, good defense, very much in the vein you think of Utah. So that would be a really fun physical matchup. I'd love to see these Utah defensive backs face off against Maryland, as I mentioned, with Tua's younger brother and his ability to like light it up, up and down the field. So there, there's some fun bowl matchups for, for Utah, for sure. Even, like I said, playing Clemson, Miami, tons of other ACC schools, potentials in those ones too. So I'm excited to see where Utah ends up bowl-wise. I think it's going to be, uh, be something fun. We'll learn on Sunday officially. But I feel like the Vegas Bowl is the most likely one, and I do expect Utah to, of course, as they always do. Utah fans will travel out well to it, just not as well as if it was the Pac-12 championship. So something that will be interesting to wait on and see. Let me know in the comments below which opponent would you like to see in the bowl game and which bowl you would like to see Utah in. Would love to hear from you guys in that. In one moment, we're going to be talking about Justin Medlock to the portal, but a Utah linebacker is returning for the 2024 season. Want to discuss that with you guys in depth in one moment. But first, want to talk to you guys about one of the sponsors of Locked On Utes today in our friends at eBay Motors. And with eBay Motors, you're talking about something with passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, and exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Also, I want to talk to you guys about something special we have going on that Locked On has launched, and it's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the topic stories in the day with local experts on Locked On, plus our national show covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. That will be what I always link to at the end of, if you watch through Locked On Utes, that will be the link that will follow you from our channel. It'll take you right to that 24-7 streaming network that we have at Locked On. So a really fun thing. would encourage you guys to check out. Everyone at the Locked On Network does a great job putting that together. Okay, transfer portal time to talk about it. We'll talk about Leovani Dumuni, who is coming back to Utah in a moment. But first, we'll talk about who's exiting. Justin Medlock heading out. Same class as Lander Barton, part of that really good 2021 class. You know, Jalen Glover involved in that, too. Uh, we've now seen Nate Johnson and Medlock from that class depart. But um, when you're talking about Medlock, just a guy who oozed potential. And I really think, you know, he, he's a guy who was a redshirt freshman last year, true freshman this year, six foot, 220 from Texas, just a thumper. A guy, I remember Morgan Scally, I think was the one who did the interview that like you, or the video that Utah Athletics put out that like hypes up these guys. Like when you first sign them as recruits and you, I think Coach Scally even mentioned like you, this guy just loves to hit people and you could see that, which is what you love out of linebacker. I thought he had good instincts, 
strong, good feet, good job flowing to the ball, all things in like his high school tape, everything we saw looked great. I think he was going to be a really good linebacker at Utah, but there's a problem. Utah has other really good linebackers. Lander Barton, of course, being in his own class, Barton being the four star that he is a very high recruit came on right away and started at Utah and was playing some of his best ball before that unfortunate injury that really derailed his season. And I'm excited to see Lander come back next year because I still think he's going to have a really strong year. I said going into the year, I thought Lander Barton would exit this season as the best defender on Utah. I was not aware of what Jonah Ellis was about to do this season. So that, of course, being Jonah Ellis right now, who didn't walk on senior day. So at the moment, I'm expecting him to come back, which would be a huge boost for Utah to get the best pass rusher in Power 5 football sack-wise back. Sign me up for that. So we'll see what happens with Jonah. But um, yeah, talking about, once again, said all the things Lander did, that was one guy who was going to start over Medlock. And that's without discussing Karani Reed, who's now been a starter on this team for two years, was a key contributor along with Devin Lloyd and Nephi Sewell during the 2021 Pac-12 championship. So Reed doing a great job as well, the veteran experience he has. And speaking of veteran experience, that's what we know. Leavani Mooney did so well at Stanford. He transferred over to Utah and ended up leading his Utah team in tackles this season, having 75 overall. So a good group of two veteran experienced linebackers who know this Utah system very well, played a lot of ball, played it at a high level. And then also talk about a guy in Lander Barton, who's just, you know, bigger, faster, and stronger. I, I shouldn't say faster. I don't know that, but you know, just right now, obviously because he plays ahead is better at that position than Justin Medlock is. So those are three linebackers. That's all you're ever really going to play. And yeah, Medlock and Fotu were kind of the next guys up. Fotu was kind of even the fourth string. So Medlock was kind of the fifth string or just the fifth on the depth chart in terms of just linebackers, even though multiple linebackers can play on the field at one time, of course. But there wasn't a clear path for him for playing time next year. So I, I totally understand Justin transferring. I think it's the right move for him. If he does want to play next year, I think he's ready to play now too. But there's guys in front of him who are just better. He can go be a starter, I really believe, at another Power 5 program. I think he's going to have to earn his right and earn the ability to start there, but I think he's capable of doing that. But Utah is a really good linebacker and one of the best in college football, in my opinion, because of that experience and the young presence of Barton, what he can bring too. So this was the good move by Medlock. I'll be rooting for him wherever he ends up. I think he's a really good player. I think he's got a lot of potential, as I mentioned, with those instincts, the size, the speed, and just how much he, the physicality provides inside. I think it'll be a big boost for any program that adds him. And uh, unfortunately, we won't see him play inside Rice Eccles Stadium again, but this was the right move for him because he wants to play a lot, whatever team in Utah wasn't going to allow him to do that. And as we mentioned, one of the reasons Utah wasn't going to be able to allow him to do that a lot was because Leovani Demuni is officially coming back. Leovani ended up leading Utah in tackles this season, mentioned 75. And in four of Utah's final five games, he ended up having over 10 tackles, whether he had 11 versus Oregon, 10 versus Arizona State, 12 versus Washington, just had five versus Arizona, but then 10 versus Colorado and you know he had 38 of those solo 37 of those assisted overall but Damuni you know coming over for Utah took him a little bit to get settled in it felt like um also just playing behind Corinne Reed Lander Barton who obviously have a year of experience in here he was kind of that third linebacker who would rotate on the field but as a, I thought he was very good whenever he was on the field and also just got settled and more comfortable as the year wore on I thought he did a good job in coverage and just really was a heat-seeking missile flying to the ball so often, did a great job reading blocks, making tackles, doing a good job taking on blockers too when needed to try to free up teammates. It was just a really solid piece in this Utah defense. And I think the linebacking core that Utah now has when you're talking about Justin Medlock, 
Lander Barton and Kernay Reed is one of, if not the best in the Big 12 that it's going to be this coming season. When you look at a guy in Lander who's such a good blitzer, the size, the speed, we saw him force a fumble against UCLA, made a couple other, had an interception, just a guy who's made big plays for this team and was playing great football before he got hurt. Super, how can you not be high on what Lander Barton has been doing Karene Reed so good in coverage, also a crafty blitzer in his own right, and both Barton and Reed such strong tacklers in space. That's something this Utah defense did really well in this year, making tackles in space for the most part. And then DeMooney blended in that role too. I thought he did a good job in coverage. Did he miss a tackle or get beat once or twice? Probably a little more than the other two I had mentioned at the time. Yeah, but did the Utah defense miss a beat when Lander went out and Karene got in? It didn't really seem like it to me. Like, yes, having Lander would have helped against Oregon. I the score would have been the same. I think that was one where that Oregon team was just, I mean, that Oregon team is one of the five best teams in college football, deservably so right now, in my opinion. It's the same thing with uh, Washington, even though Utah did only hold them to 35 technically, which is a win when you're playing a team like the Huskies. We we know how much success they had moving the ball still. So, yeah, this is a really good linebacker. Cool credit to Colton Swan for the job he's done you know, just bringing these guys in, developing a Karene Reed, obviously helping develop Lander Barton and Damuni was already pretty well developed at Stanford, but just came in and hit the ground running away with Utah and was very impressed by what I saw from Damuni this season and this linebacker group in general, once again, very impressed by what they were able to do. I think that they're going to be really good this coming season. And while it's a bummer to see Justin Medlock go, this becomes more of a need now for Utah, I think, is you would like to add one other it's hard to find really good linebackers who want to come in and be like oh yeah be a backup but maybe find a young recruit this is where if you're utah want to add maybe another linebacker recruit just someone young you can develop because i like the the depth that utah has whether it's the three i mentioned then fotu kind of being the fourth guy i think he's a good i think fotu is a good kind of fourth linebacker when you need if there are injuries that do arise but never bad to have a little more depth at that spot so expect utah to look through the transfer portal or especially in recruiting to find another linebacker to bring in try to bring along to as they might not play a ton next year but the year after that could be very much needed because utah if lander barton has the type of 2024 season that i think he's capable of he could be nfl bound karene reed will have started for the last three years then, because he started some games in 21, but he started every game he could in 22 and 23 now. So he'd probably leave. And then when you're talking about a guy in Levi DeMooney, I think he's out of eligibility at that point, just straight up. So Utah could literally lose all three linebackers next year. There's a chance of that happening, which is crazy that we're in the position it is. But um, yeah, I, I'm very excited about what this linebacker group has a chance to do in 2024. And we'll be talking about all the position groups at another point on throughout the season. But Demuni being back is huge. Tough to see Medlock go, but Utah will be okay. And best of luck to Justin in his uh, finding his next school that he's going to be participating on the field with. Before we get out of here, I want to talk about the 2020, or excuse me, the 2034 Winter Olympics coming to Salt Lake City. And the opening ceremonies back in 2002 were at Rice Eccles Stadium. So they're more than likely going to be there again. We haven't seen all the plans and anything official yet, but that's where it's probably going to be. It's the biggest venue in Salt Lake terms of hosting a large crowd like that but so then i saw a couple of people on twitter just bring up the idea and the thought of expansion so i thought that's something we could talk about and dive into a little bit more in our final segment here and that's what i want to do with all of you in one moment but first I want to talk to you about our great friends at prize picks 
PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections and watch those winnings roll in. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports. For example, you can do LeBron James and Travis Kelsey, two guys from Cleveland, at 10.5, a combo of three-pointers made and receptions prize picks even offers a review policy that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second the player is rebooted prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy so you can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, you can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use that code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. All righty, before we get out of here, let's talk about the Olympics, something I did not expect to be talking about today, but that's where you get the nice surprise that Salt Lake is going to be hosting the 20. 20- 34 winter olympics these preparations and the plans and everything are made for such a big event like the olympics is way out in advance so basically utah was i think was the preferred site host site it said so barring a collapse in the plans or something i think like this sounds like when an nba player agrees to sign with a team but they haven't actually signed the contract like 99.9% of the time it happens that yes, there's the one Deandre Jordan where he gets trapped in the house by all the Clippers teammates and they won't let him out till he agrees to sign or that whole funny circus that kind of played out a couple years ago. But once again, most of the time it happens and that's, what's going to happen with this. The winter Olympics are going to be coming to Salt Lake city, barring any dramatic last minute shakeups. But what that means is that once again, the opening ceremony is very likely to be hosted inside rice Eccles stadium. But one thing that makes it very interesting is Rice-Eccles Stadium, the capacity is currently 51,444. And what's interesting about that capacity, and I should say for the USC game, they had over 55,300, or excuse me, 53,000 people. And that was 5,000, 53,000 people. And they had over that because of the standing room and everything you were able to get. And that was the USC game back in 2022, of course. So that is a big number, obviously. But if you look at where the last Winter Olympics were in Beijing, the opening ceremonies were held at the Beijing National Stadium, and they had a capacity of 80,000, and they could even get it up to 91,000 with temporary seating. That is a huge drop-off in terms of people, and I think there's going to be a lot of people who want to travel out to the Winter Olympics because it's the Olympics. So that raised the question is, will there be a potential Rice-Eccles Stadium expansion before then? And I think it's extremely could be likely because here's the thing about 2034 it's 11 years away i think technology and just same construction and all those things are only going to continue to evolve and grow so i do believe that we're going to see more evolution evolution and um excuse me um i'm I'm totally blanking on the word i was reconstruction i'll I'll go with that one that we're going to see that in rice eccles stadium in the very near future i think because i shouldn't say the very near future i'll just say the future because whenever you talk about something in 2034 that's still a long time away. So I do think, you know, sometime in whether it's 2029, 2030, that's when we'll start to hear maybe more about the plans that they include a potential expansion or what they want to do. Because yeah, just whenever you're dealing with somewhere that seats 51, that you only have 50,000 right now, I'm sure they would at least want to get that up to 60. That's just me 
not knowing anything about what every Olympic ceremony stadium. I just looked up what the Beijing one was to get a recent comparison, but I'm sure they'd like it to increase the capacity. And I think the demand for Utah football is only going to continue to grow because as those of you know who listen to the show and just follow this team, they're in a pretty good position now and for the future. So I think the demand for tickets is only going to go up. Therefore, when there is that demand for tickets, they're going to build a bigger supply of seats and not just for Utah football, but for the Winter Olympics in 2034. So I do expect there to be an expansion for Rice-Eccles Stadium. I do not expect it to be announced anytime soon, but I do expect that to happen, just like we saw Utah expand with the Ken Graff Red Zone, which has been a huge hit and a really successful thing. I expect more expansions to come, and I think this one will be even bigger and opening up more seating opportunities for fans and just loading it up because it's going to be fun, whether it's the Olympics or just the more fans that will come inside Rice-Eccles Stadium, the better the home advantage will be. So uh, that'll be fun. And yeah, maybe we can look, we can all look back on this episode in 10 years talking about how the Winter Olympics were in Salt Lake. And at the time we were like, oh yeah, Rice Eccles will expand. So I thought that was a fun conversation I saw on Twitter today that I thought was was worth discussing is the possibility of expansion. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Utah. On tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking about what Utah needs to do to get back up to a conference championship level because they're of course not playing in the Pac-12 championship game. That's Oregon and Washington as we already discussed. So that'll be on tomorrow's show. Let me know if you guys want to hear me talk about anything else once again just because we're in off season mode and those of you who do make it to the end of these episodes we greatly appreciate that here at locked on you so i would love to throw in some of your listeners submitted questions into the show and give you guys a shout out um we'll be taking some of those friday and we can even take some of those in the next week's episode too but appreciate all of you once again that's gonna do it for today's edition of locked on Utes. but we look forward to seeing you tomorrow have a great day